0: I like to stay alone to keep my head from exploding people call me crazy well they're just open.
1: this is finding satan a black cat collective podcast crowded
0: places they're all fake destinations...
1: my whole life i've been obsessed with the question of whether or not true darkness exists
2: Are you a believer? What do
3: you see,
0: Sarah? It's not the sun.
3: If the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people he didn't exist, how far would he go to make sure no one finds him? Please get in your car, you must leave, you're in danger there.
1: Episode 5, The Celebration of the Host Hello?
3: Hello, Sarah.
1: Oh, Dr. Carlisle, of course. Can you hang on a minute?
3: Sure, I... Uh, is everything alright?
1: Yeah, sorry, this dog... I was coming in my yard, and this dog just lunged at me. It was so weird. I think he might have torn my tights. Anyway, it it's fine. Sorry. How are you? Do we have a meeting?
3: I'm doing well, doing well. No, my dear, we didn't have a meeting scheduled, but... I thought it was time that you and I had a little chat.
1: Oh, okay. A chat about what?
3: Well, about your thesis, actually. It feels like we are overdue for a check-in.
1: I'm so sorry if I haven't been checking in enough.
3: No, no, it's, it's not that. You've done a great job keeping in touch. I'd like to take a higher-level look at your work. How is it progressing?
1: Mm, It's going okay. I've got my recordings, some notes.
3: That's very good, Sarah. But I'm really asking if you're getting any closer to... finding what you're looking for.
1: For my thesis.
3: That's right. For your thesis?
1: I don't know. I've been struggling.
3: Have you... been getting distracted?
1: I think so. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I wasn't expecting hospitals and suicides and dead-end neighborhoods.
3: Sarah, there are no real dead-ends. Thanks. But I did suggest you start with research, and yet you dove right into some sort of live-action adventure.
1: I guess I just lack the appetite for that kind of research, Dr. Carlyle.
3: And That's just fine, Sarah. You get to be who you are, but remember, that comes with a price of its own. You want big girl real-world experiences, you're going to get big-girl, real-world problems.
1: I guess so. I mean, you're right. If I want to do it my way, I'm going to have some unexpected adventures.
3: Huh. Yes, adventures, but hopefully never misadventures. Are you sure you don't want to stay safe in the world of books and records and recorded history?
1: If there's one thing I'm sure about, it's that I don't want that. I'd rather watch the streets run red with blood than do that.
3: Ha. <sighs> have your dreams been, Sarah?
1: Fine? Fine. Why?
3: It's just... Sometimes one can have bad dreams after seeing some of the things you've seen.
1: No, I really am fine. I'm just not sure about my next step.
3: What's your end goal, Sarah? Remind me.
1: I want to know the devil exists. I want to see his face.
3: Good. Good. And what do you know about the devil?
1: He's the source of all evil.
3: But is he? Is he really? Do we really know why he fell?
1: He rejected God's plan.
3: Could we say that with any certainty? He was wrong?
1: Sympathy for the devil, Dr. Huh,
3: Perhaps. I appreciate your perspective, Sarah, but I'd like you to broaden that perspective. It is... Time that you truly dive into an analysis of good and evil. I'm going to do something unusual. I'm going to provide a guiding hand. This is a role I do not like to play. Would you like that, Sarah?
1: Yes. I mean, as long as we've established that I won't be locked away with books and microfiche and whatnot.
3: Well... What not indeed, Sarah. I challenge you. I challenge you to spend some time examining the nature of good and evil. I challenge you to confront the enemy, to learn about the one who fell. I'd like you to attend a Catholic mass. I happen to know that Cardinal McAllister is going to be in Dallas this weekend, and I'd like you to meet with him. I can arrange that meeting. I see. This satisfies both of us, Sarah. I'd like you to be a little more methodical in your approach. I'd like your research to be something defensible and not a trip to the graveyard you read about in weekly world news. I believe this is what people call a win-win, unlike most compromises.
1: I do hate a lose-lose compromise. Indeed. Okay. Okay, I'll do it.
3: So, should I set up the meeting with the Cardinal?
1: Yes, please.
3: Excellent. I'll send you the address. Please be prompt, I wouldn't want you to miss a minute of the meeting. Before you go please also study up on the local history of the church. I think you will find it illuminating.
1: I will. I promise.
3: And until then, no more adventures, please. Otherwise, you may just give me that heart attack my doctors tell me is right around the corner.
1: Okay, I'll stay put.
3: Sarah, one more thing.
1: Yes, Dr. Carlyle.
3: Where is Alan? I do hope you're being careful with your toys, Sarah.
1: He was gone when I got back, Dr. Carlyle.
3: Back from where?
1: From the crossroads.
3: I hope you found something interesting at the crossroads. Something worthwhile.
1: I believe that I did.
3: Okay. I will be looking for Alan. I hope no one else finds him before I do. They won't. If you happen to find his notebook laying around, please do send it to me. Don't open it. He has some private notes that he wouldn't want anyone to see.
1: Okay, Dr. Carlisle. Thank you. I'll look for it. Good. For the first time, I didn't tell Dr. Carlisle everything. David, if you're listening, if anyone is listening, I'd like to confess something to you. I'm not in the habit of confession, but perhaps this is a good time to start, seeing as I'm going to be visiting a Catholic church. I want to make sure there are no secrets they can pull out of me. Hang on, let's go outside. In my backyard, enough. The heat and the mosquitoes don't bother me. And the moon is so beautiful tonight, all full and silvery white with that lovely red rim. Here's my confession. Last night I couldn't sleep. The night and I are old friends, as most insomniacs would say. Usually it doesn't bother me, The not sleeping. But last night it was different. I was agitated, restless. I had too many things on my mind and I couldn't get them out. Couldn't get them out. Why don't I ever see anything interesting at night? Isn't that when the darkness happens? <sighs> sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why I want to tell you this, David. It isn't a big deal, really. It's more that it's strange and I don't understand it. And I don't like doing things I don't understand. My skin felt too tight. Itchy. No one else was awake. No one in the world. So I got in my car and I drove and I drove. And when I stopped, I was at the park. I walked through the dark of the woods and I came again to the black circle, even darker at night. It seemed to eat the shadows cast by the almost full moon. The moonlight picked out the pattern in the circle so i could finally see it clearly i stepped up to the circle there's dried blood was flaked inside the lines it couldn't be diane's blood right they would have cleaned it up but if it isn't that means more blood was spilled in that circle and as i stood there i wasn't sure what would have been worse I don't know why I hesitated, but I did. I felt the pull. I tried to ignore it. The buzzing sound was even louder than the first time I came, and the buzzing, the pull, it's its what drew me here. Once I realized that there was no point in resisting, it was with great relief that I stepped into the circle and walked to the middle. It wasn't just relief, although it was as if a great Pressure had stopped. I stood in that circle and I felt the heat under my feet. A heat that penetrated the soles of my feet and sneaked up my legs, finally ending at my heart. It beat with mine. It was so strange and, and yet so normal. I felt more right than anything ever had in my life. I closed my eyes and my heart beat inside the circle. And I breathed the circle. And it was in my skin. And I felt soothed. And warm. And safe. I woke up in my bed. It was afternoon. My feet were dirty and I felt better than I ever had before. I still feel good. Inexplicable feeling of health, well-being, happiness even. I haven't known much happiness. I guess it's perfect timing. I'm going to need every bit of strength I have to make myself go to church tomorrow. I'm hoping they let me record. Anyway, I guess we'll see what we see. Cardinal McAllister, thank you for seeing me. Do you mind if I record this?
2: No, that's fine. Dr. Carlisle mentioned that you would. I'm glad to meet you. Your advisor speaks highly of you. He said you're his star pupil.
1: I don't know about that. I don't think I've been making him very proud lately.
2: I'm sure that you will.
1: Thank you, Cardinal. How do you know Dr. Carlisle? He never mentioned how you two met.
2: It's a very boring story. We've worked together a few times. We've... helped each other out, I guess you could say.
1: Well, that's something of a non-answer, but we only just met, so I'll let it slide.
0: <laughs>
2: very generous of you. Tell me, before we begin, did you enjoy the service?
1: Um. And
2: please be honest, it won't hurt my feelings.
1: I didn't. Not really.
2: I keep thinking it's too ceremonial for kids these days.
1: I'm not a child. I expected there to be some pomp and ceremony. I've read about it, after all. But I didn't... I didn't expect the ceremony to feel so... empty. There was nothing there. The blood was just wine. The flesh was just a wafer. It's all a lie, really
2: might help if you think of it as a metaphor, but it's not for everyone. You look relieved.
1: I guess I was expecting a lecture or at least another sermon.
2: I'm too old to preach to those who don't want to listen. I don't mean that as an insult. I just have no interest in wasting your time or mine. Not when there are faithful who love the comfort of hearing the Lord's word from me. And so, in the interest of respecting your time and mine. Tell me, how I can help you?
1: Of course. I am seeking the face of evil. The source.
2: Have you looked in a mirror? Excuse me? Surely you've heard about Eve's sin?
1: Yes, the apple.
2: That was the first act of evil in our perfect world was at the hand of a woman.
1: But it wasn't really an apple, was it? Hmm. Eve ate the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. The act itself should not be considered a sin.
2: But she tempted
1: Adam. And it was his purity that really mattered, at least in your lore.
2: Adam was God's first creation.
1: Well, I imagine he was rather boring. And so God had to make Eve. (laughs) But the serpent in the garden, he's the one that really interests me. I'm not looking for Eve, the poor woman your church has used as an excuse for all these years. The serpent and the fall. I'm looking for Satan.
2: Lucifer, please. Pardon? I prefer Lucifer, who was magnificent in his fall, Lightbringer. It's
1: so interesting that they call him that. Calling
2: Alan would compare him to Prometheus, who brought light to man.
1: Except Lucifer's for us, not just for men. Lucifer, Lightbringer. After Eve ate the fruit, she was truly enlightened. She could see good from evil. And so could Adam.
2: And so they were cast out from perfection.
1: The perfection was a lie, a trap. God is a trickster.
2: Please don't blaspheme
1: here. I'm sorry. But why would God cast them out for being able to tell the difference between good and evil? What was he afraid of?
2: God does not have fear.
1: For a guy who wasn't afraid of anything, He sure gets rid of anyone who doesn't agree with him.
2: What is it that you're looking for
1: from me? I just want to know about Lucifer. Just Lucifer. I want to find him. And in order to find him, I need to understand him. He's the
2: father of lies. Don't worry that he's catching you in one. Do not believe pretty lies, Sarah, in order to avoid hard truth. You, a woman, were born stained by sin. You cannot help it. Trying to recast Lucifer as, as the good guy won't change that. Nothing ever will. You can't help who you are.
1: Maybe I can't, but you should be able to. Is there any way we can have this conversation without your horrific misogyny?
2: I don't hate women, Sarah. I don't hate you. i hate kid you with the original sin forever imprinted on your soul? You should be looking for God, my girl, not the adversary.
1: I think if he were here, I would have seen him. If your ceremony couldn't summon him, what would?
2: Please do not insult what you do
1: not understand. It's a real question, Cardinal.
2: I'll give you a real answer. Mass is not meant to summon him. We celebrate him as we remember the sacrifice of Jesus and the ceremony of his Last Supper.
1: His body and his blood.
2: Yes, of course.
1: That seems creepy.
2: You're not the first person to say that.
1: So, there isn't really anything you can tell me about the devil. About Lucifer.
2: It's that he lies. If that you should be careful. Sure. Before you go, if you could indulge me, are you a believer, Sarah?
1: I have a hard time believing in God. I'm hoping if I find the Devil, I can make myself believe that God is real.
2: Afraid that by that time, it be Kate.
1: Goodbye, Cardinal McAllister.
2: Goodbye, Daughter of Eve.
1: home now. It's been a long day traveling to and from Dallas. I didn't feel like staying there, especially not after that meeting with the Cardinal. I got very little from him, except an increased aversion to organized religion and misogyny. If I ever do meet God and the Devil, I'm going to ask them which of them invented sexism.
0: (laughs) I believe they will tell you that man did.
1: (laughs) Yes. I'm emailing Dr. Carlyle now to ask him why he insisted I meet with the Cardinal and let him know that he refused to discuss the one thing I came all that way to talk about.
0: It makes me wonder if you can
1: trust him. Dr. Carlisle? Of course I can. It's just... I don't know. I can't tell if he's really helping or not. Hmm. Hang on, a new email just came in. Oh. It's on the Finding Satan email account. Let me see what it says. What does it say? It's weird. It just says, we need to talk. And by the way, you need to listen to your own podcast. That is weird. Who is it from? That's the strange part. It's just signed, David. Don't forget to rate and review Finding Satan on your preferred podcast app. It's the easiest way to support our show by helping to get the word out about the podcast. Ratings and reviews help raise our profile and help us find new souls too. I mean listeners. Help us find new listeners. Want to connect with other fans, share fan theories, or even interact with the cast and creators? The Finding Satan podcast group on Facebook is an active group that regularly discusses episodes. If you've ever wanted to become a patron of the arts or to show your devotion to Satan, we recommend supporting Finding Satan on Patreon. Finding Satan isn't free to produce, and patrons help offset the production costs of the podcast in return for rewards such as bonus episodes, exclusive content, and early access. The different patron levels mean you don't even have to sell your soul to support your favorite podcast. Visit patreon.com slash findingsatan to sign up. Finding Satan is written and directed by Gabrielle Awe, produced by Jeremy Herbel, and starring Emily Mascolo as Sarah. Special thanks to our actors, Emily Mascolo, Justin Nikolai, Darby Cupid, and special guest star Chris Van Dyke as Cardinal McAllister. See you next time.